Yes, sir, we promised you a great man here tonight. The last hair. Today is the beginning of the shoot era of GP. Only way to have fun is to take the gloves. Screw it. If I offend them, oh well. What I am going to do is call it down the line every single week. I love wrestling. So damn it, I am not giving up the podcast. Hell no, I'm doubling down and going the other way. Oh my goodness. Bring it on. Wow. And that's the appropriate way to start on this special Dipperstein edition of Cheap Heat. This week's Cheap Heat divided into two parts, the gift and the curse. You can decide which side you think is which, depending on your personal preference. But I I felt if I had Dipperstein and SGG on the show at the same time, it would have been too explosive. Too explosive. So I wanted to bring Dipperstein on separately. Dip, I already told the audience the entire fiasco of Jew World Order nearly ruining the Sting surprise, not only for me, but almost ruining it for you as well. I can't even be in the same room as that man. Did you listen to the podcast yet? No. So I said on the podcast yesterday that I'm not doing it, but I believe that Goldstein's actions, sending a screenshot of a text message from his mother-in-law as a reveal for Sting coming back, I'm not doing it. I believe it would be appropriate if I brought up a vote for dismissal for the, from the group chat. SGG went as far as saying not only would you agree with it, but you would have voted for dismissal. Okay, well, that's there's no question. That's the truth. But let me just tell let me let me tell the the audience just how great of a guy Peter Rosenberg is. I told them. I told them what I did. Yeah, you told them how that you're just the ultimate great guy. Well, I didn't I didn't even make it in context of me being a great guy, but I did it in context of how grateful you were. (laughs) I was grateful. And, you know, after we got off the phone. I really thought about what you did for me and I don't, I'll never forget it. I know you said you text, you say, I won't forget this. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting me front row at WrestleMania. Yeah. Is, is second to not ruining a sting return. (laughs) It was so egregious What happened? I don't think he cares about us. And also, I mean, let's be honest, he doesn't think- like wrestling anymore. Uh, there, there's there are people in the group in the order of who likes wrestling in the group. It's hard. That, that actually is a great power ranking to come up with. Who likes it the most and who likes it the least? We know that. We know who likes it the most. You think you? No. SGJ? Yes. He loves everything. <laughs> he loves his AEW. hates it. I mean, come on. That's the thing. I don't know because, but SGG hates half of it because he hates AEW. He hates on AEW, I should say. So anyways, let's, we obviously, if you've listened to, uh, you have to listen to both parts of this podcast. So you already listened to part one with SGG. If you didn't go back and listen to the SGG part and come back to us. Now the Dipperstein part. So we start here. 
Number one, your thoughts on Sting. Who? The Sting. Um, the guy, the guy Shivani was screaming about psychotically. I know. It's so funny. The cadence in, in his voice is so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like. I so you didn't hear the podcast yet. I I crush Shivani. I he's doing an impersonation of Shivani and I don't like it. It's it's not real to me. You know, his voice was so tender back in 1989 and in, in, in early 1990 in WWF and was really a, a just a beautiful Oh, he sounded gorgeous. Voice. He was a, it was a gorgeous voice. Right. And it really it's it's the and in WCW it started getting squawky and now it's just devolved into <laughs> something. It's devolved into something so repug. I, uh, I you know what I hear a last thing I'll say about Shivani because I, I I you have to understand I love him but I'm killing him these days. Every word he says to me sounds like he is forcing himself to have something to say. And actually, I got to tell you, Jr. is doing a lot of that, too. The only person who sounds like they actually want to say something is Excalibur. I believe he's the only one who's like, here's what I'm going to say, because this is what's happening. Everyone else is like, what would I say if I did care? I that's just how and I, 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 I get it. They've been there for a long time. That's why they should let Excalibur take the brunt of the load. That's it. Here, OK, here's what here's what I'll say about the sting of it all. My about the sting of it all. My question the of it all of it all? Let's do the of it all of it all. <laughs> all right, I'm going to talk about this thing of it all of it all of it all. Okay. okay. And, and first of all, let me say, just before we even start about Sting, he's a great guy. Oh, I, he's, a, he's a great guy. He's, he has a beautiful wife. Yeah. He, uh, he's had one of the greatest careers of all time. Sure. And, uh, and without makeup, he looks terrible. <laughs> um. Okay, I have so many thoughts. Um, my first thought is I just don't understand. And look, I, you, everyone knows what I do for a living. Um, I have there's nothing I have respect for more than writers, and I love writers. I love writing. You're a big writing fan. Yeah, big. One of the biggest in the biz today, if not the. But I just don't understand what happens in a room with people when you have an opportunity. <sighs> To debut, I know Sting has debuted and gone back. I mean, the guy has had, he's been around since the mid 80s, okay? We've seen every incarnation of him. We've seen him wrestle a bit. We've seen it all. He's come back, he's left, he's been in every promotion, he's won every title, he's done everything. Why do they think it's a good idea to have this guy come out, have him squawked about by Shivani, go in the ring and just stare people down and walk out? It's just the, the, the art of the angle is dead. Storytelling in wrestling is dead. I, and there, it, it's not like it's not recoverable or revivable. But, uh, okay, it is. So maybe, maybe, maybe dip. They, they didn't know this was getting done. Okay. So if you get it done, guess what you do? You wait. You wait a few weeks. You wait. You wait. You wait. You you wait because get him involved with the Dark Order. Make it make sense. Give us a story. Yeah. And, and, And by the way, I'm not I'm not the type of guy who believes in 
he a legend has to put someone over. He has to come and and you know, Cena's gonna come back to WrestleMania and he's gonna he's gonna lose and put someone over. The put someone over is fake. It's something that 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 wrestling has the 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 wrestling universe has made up as a thing. He has the 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 uh Undertaker has to lose to Roman and put him over. The Rock needs to put over Roman. I mean, who cares? You think I want to see The Rock lose to Roman Reigns? No, I want to see The Rock beat Roman Reigns. Okay. Okay. Now, it's 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 it, in this. By the way, you're not saying it's not it's not true in other contexts. In this context, I have I have a whole thing here. But yeah. so so in this context, though. And by the way, this may happen. But it won't. But this may happen. We don't know what Sting's motives are being in AEW. But in this context, I will contradict myself and say, you have a character like Darby Allen, who is Sting Ajace-esque. Confirmed. Maybe a second-esque. Yeah, esque squared. Darby is amazing. We all love Darby Allen. He's all almost all of our favorite AEW wrestler or, or, or emerging talent. Love him. In what would have been the big win here? And, and again, this might happen. He should have Sting should have come out on the ramp. He should have come down to the ring. He should have attacked Darby Allen with the bat. Turn heel. You have heel Sting. And he starts a program with his, his, you know, mini me, Darby Allen, who always wanted to be Sting and always wanted to be, you know, the crow. And that's, that's what you do when, and enter Sting, he now, he can put over Darby Allen. So I'm contradicting what I said in this particular scenario about putting somebody over him versus Darby Allen would be the perfect feud. They don't have to do much in the ring. Darby can. Oh my God! By the way, Darby can bump everywhere for Sting. He right, can exactly. choke slam him to hell. Like he, he could do anything for Sting. Exactly. Sting Darby is one of the greatest in ring performers we have. Darby right now. So that would be my dream scenario. Now the overarching scenario is that I absolutely love Sting, <laughs> and I love seeing him. Um, I love him coming down the ramp. I love the, I I don't, you know, I didn't love the crow when I was growing up, but now I do. And just having him back and doing something in wrestling is exciting to me. I love nostalgia. Everybody knows that. Me too. So having Sting come back and do a program on AEW and, and have a multi-year contract, which means he's going to be around for a while. He's going to wrestle. He's going to be whatever the case may be. I think they've used legends extremely well on AEW and having him back and, is fantastic. I think they and can. By, by the way, the timing of it is such a, it, it's, it's a huge FU to WWE also. Huge. But, you know, you can, you know, I, you can improve his look. I don't love the coats and the, you know, I don't love all that. And I think his hair needs work and it could just okay. be Calm down. Let that, let him handle it. Well, he's I'm co- just saying. But yeah, it, but he, they're not going to cultivate, he's going to cultivate his look at this point. I don't think they're coming back and saying, oh, we have some makeup ideas for you. I think he's saying this is, this is what Sting is. Sting is Sting. They couldn't improve his hairline. Maybe, maybe. I'm not kidding. I'm not worried. I didn't even notice his hair. I mean, I guess it, you're right. It's it's glaring. It's the first thing I notice on him. Well, yeah, because you're a because you're a Hollywood magent, and this is what you pay attention to. But I thought he looked pretty good, to be honest with you. I did. I thought he looked all right. Yeah, I, I, I um, didn't think he looked any different than when we last saw him. 
No, you're right. You're right. He didn't. Um, anyway, it was great to see him. I don't like what they did on the, I like the winter is coming. I love the snow. That was great. But like, they could have done a couple of weeks of build up to something and we really had no clue what it was. Although I, I don't think they wanted any speculation whatsoever. Well, but that's what's so annoying. They did such a great job protecting the secret and then they did it in such a half-assed way. Like why he's going to come out on Wednesday and explain himself. Why, why did, you know, why does it, it shouldn't be conventional. He should be heel. He should be heel. That's what it should be. No one will expect it. And who cares? Sting is 61 years old. He's been healed. He's been faced. He's come back. He's done this. He, and he's by the way, and there's everything. no crowd. There's no real crowd there. So it doesn't matter. Right. It's crowded. Every, no one wants to see him just like do a few matches as babyface. That's no, no one wants that. People want to see a real angle, a real storyline where he gets involved with something. The Dark Order, Darby Allen. You know, we definitely don't need to see him in Jericho. So it's, you know, um, it's dark order. It's well, dark. I, I think you and SUG would agree on that part. Yeah. Yeah. You would. Yeah. But look, man, anything that makes us have a conversation and, and any, anything that gives us a reason to tune in next week is all I'm asking for out of wrestling in general. If I, if any cliffhanger, any return, any single thing that I can hold on to that makes me say, I cannot miss next week because I don't want to look at my phone for spoilers or the internet. I can't open a website um, because I'm nervous because I want to see what happens. That's the way that we should be feeling on a weekly basis. And that feeling is gone and has been for a really long time, except in special circumstances. So when Sting comes out and they say Sting's going to explain himself next week, I say, great. I'm there. I'm here for it. It, you know, does it hit different mm. that that Sting is returning to wrestling? No. But the fact that there's so much opportunity for him in AEW to feud with interesting, cool people that are his junior is exciting to me. I I agree with you. I, I think overall it's they tried something. I'm happy they tried something and, and, and sting is, is a major score. No matter how you cut it, he is the biggest. Is he the biggest person they have? What do you mean? Is he bigger than Jericho on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling is sting higher up than Jericho? Absolutely. No question. Of course. What? Yes. The answer is yes. So, they also upped where they where they are in the game. They 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 upped where they are in terms of competing with WWE. They turned up the pressure too. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. But look, he's sixty one. But here's he doesn't look a day over sixty. He lo- yeah, you would know. But but they can use Sting to really catapult. And I, I know him again. The, the don't don't you know. GP universe, don't kill me for contradicting myself, although I often do because I think harder as I, my, the thought goes on. But I, I, I don't agree with the put someone over thing because you're the veteran. But in this case, there are so many great wrestlers in AEW that could benefit from doing a program with Sting that are similar in character to him. 
because I, I, you know, I love face paint versus face paint and gimmick versus gimmick better. You know, I love all that. You know, I love Kane versus Undertaker. I love Mankind versus Undertaker. You know, I love Demolition versus Barrows of Bane. You did? But I 100%. Yep, I loved it. Got it. This is, the, this is an opportunity to catapult someone like a Darby Allen to, you know, he, he, Darby Allen is main eventing, you know, all, you know, um, all out, you know, with Sting. Agree? A thousand percent. Or, I mean, even better, he takes Darby, he beats Darby Allen, takes Darby Allen under his wing, and Darby Allen becomes Sting. Like, you know, he, he takes on the croak. I mean, I mean, they'll never do that, but like, no, how there's cool so many ways, so many how ways. How cool would that be, dude? I would, I, would, I mean, I would love to see Sting and Darby Allen together. Whether have against Darby, or together, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Have Darby Allen become like morph into Sting into the new Sting. I mean, oh my I God. I mean, or, or the dark, the dark order who I think has always needed more of a purpose. I feel strongly that the dark order doesn't have a real purpose. Agreed. The, the Dark Order is desperately trying to win Sting over. They can't get him, so they start attacking him, and then he teams with Darby Allen, and he has his little faction under him against the Dark Order. There's a lot you can do to make other people look mage. There's fantasy booking with Sting galore in AEW, and I look, they know that, okay? They are not stupid. Hopefully. But... It, you know, they, they really have to take a hard look at the opportunity that they have right now. And well, you, said, you just said you just said confidently they're not stupid. And later in that same episode, they trotted out. An impact wrestling personality. Don Callis, that's his name, right? Yeah. Right. I keep I, I keep I keep wanting to think, confuse him with like Harry Carey. Anyways, they trot out Don Callis. As if that has impact, no pun intended. As if, as if impact means anything. I, let me just comment on that. I don't even know what, I got to be honest with you. I, I was hoping you weren't even going to bring it up. Because How can I we not bring it up? No, I'm saying, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what that is. What do you what know is what that? it is? I understand what happened, but like, I don't even, I, have, I, I haven't seen impact in. No one has. So it's like it means nothing to me. I'm like, okay, this is. But by the way, okay, again, it's an angle. It's something. It's no, curious. I agree curious. with you. I agree with you, and I'm curious to watch Impact as a result. So good job, mission accomplished. Particularly if you're Impact. However, for them to be acting as if they're in the big leagues with WWE, and that's the place they want to be in, and the person who shows up and runs out and has a moment is Don Callis on their main show. Okay, Don Callis, from an impact standpoint, is levels below Pat McAfee, who's doing who's popped up on NXT. And by the way, I don't think it's a great sign that you're hanging your hat on Pat McAfee in NXT either. Let me be clear. And even though I think he's very talented, I don't think that's a great war game. Yeah, exactly. This. So he's Don Callis didn't register. I mean, unless you are some hardcore impact wrestling fan, you, we had to sit here yesterday. Me and Greg are going, what's his role? Is he color commentator on impact? What does he do? Why? I don't know. You're, you got, you're asking the wrong guy. I am. I have no connection to it at all. So, so I have a question. We host a wrestling podcast. This is a wrestling podcast. You are one of the biggest wrestling nerds. I know you don't know who this guy is. That is a miss. That's a miss. At least send someone we know. You and I could go look at the Impact Wrestling page right now and at least pick out the most famous person they have and go, that's who you send to 
AEW. A huge mistake. I totally agree. I, of course I agree. I was watching him and I'm like, I mean, you know me, everything cycles through. What could I do? I'm like, oh my God, it would be more impactful if I just showed up on AEW. This is nothing. I don't know who this is. And I know Don Callis has been in wrestling for a very long time. I'm not trying to nullify or negate anything he's done as a professional wrestler. I'm just saying right now, I, I have do it. Who cares? I, I don't know. I, it, it, you're hundred percent true. I don't, you, everything you're saying is correct. And I feel the same way. I have no argument. It's, it was like, you know what the number one search is? I just like, typed in impact wrestling. The number one Google search. When you start typing in impact wrestling, it says impact wrestling, Don Callis. You know why? Cause no one knew who it was. And everyone was Googling. Who is this? Definitely. I'm, I'm now pulling up the impact wrestling roster. To see if anyone, hey, they have someone in Impact Wrestling named Larry D. Could it be? No. You wait. Rob Van Dam, Sammy Callahan, Tommy Dreamer. Um, Sammy Callahan would have been cool. (laughs) I think so. But this wasn't it. Now, that said, still very curious to see what they do here. But I don't understand it. What kind of favor is this? Are they going to buy impact? Like Maybe. What, is that what, because otherwise I'm trying to understand what the favor is. Why you just did this. Why? Or you think we don't, does AEW think that they can really gain audience from impact? You think there's anyone out there in wrestling who's watching impact, which apparently is on Tuesdays and not watching AEW on Wednesdays. They're not getting impact. They watch AEW a thousand percent. The percentage of people who watch Impact like, nah, but I don't watch AEW, bro. What? That doesn't exist as a human being. That's not a thing. No, it's not. If, if, if it is, I want to meet that person. I'm kidding. I don't. But um, there are a lot of people who watch AEW who don't watch Impact. That's for sure. And you're okay. talking to two of them right now. And a yeah. third one named Stack Guy Greg. Yeah. At yeah. least he watches some AEW. Um, oh, man. Anyway, Kenny Omega and Moxley have clearly stopped, stopped working out. I mean. What do you mean? You thought they physically looked bad? Definitely. They've definitely stopped working out. Well, you think they have bad, but their bodies look bad. What are you yeah, saying? Their bodies look different and bad. Really? Yeah, for sure. I did, didn't even notice them. I, think I noticed, I noticed them clobbering each other. It looked, it looked like there were all some potatoes being thrown around. That's what I thought I noticed. Anyway, it was a very entertaining episode. <laughs> Let's just say that a lot. And I did not expect sting at all. I thought it was going to be Brock Lesnar. That's what I thought. I, based on like the the urgent call. Oh, got it. I thought it was gonna. You know, Sting is mage. Don't get me wrong, mage of the highest. Well, what do you think? I wonder what you would have been more excited about. I uh, I'm more excited about Sting, but because I'm not like the biggest Brock guy, but I like Brock. I my jaw would have like my head would have exploded if it was Brock. Sure. Oh my sure. god! And by the way, he's such like he loves money so much. You never know. Yeah. How- There's only one person who loves money more than Brock. Sting. I guess, but I, I know that Vince and Brock have a special relationship, and I guess maybe that would never happen. But, um, and by the way, if it were Undertaker, I mean, whoa, <laughs> forget it. I was, it went through my head. I'm like, is it Undertaker or is it Brock? By the way, I mean, who, who else could it have been? What do you think the number is that Undertaker's like, I'll come back and go to AEW? $10 million. You think 10 is, you think that's enough? Yes. $10 million is a lot of money. <laughs> What was he getting for those Saudi Saudi shows? One million, two million at the most? Ten? 
I don't, yeah, I, I don't think. Level. Yeah, that would be. I'm sure it's been thrown out there. Okay, let's just say that. Anyway, who else could it have been, though, you know? Who so else? Sting, so Sting crossed your mind right away also? No. Oh, but he didn't. Sting didn't cross your mind. No, I, it was a shock. I wow. saw it and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sting. Did you? Did you? Sting, it's Sting. Wait, did you, think when, did, you, did you think when the lights went out, it could be Sting or didn't know? I, I thought it was Taker. No, I knew that it was going to be in because I Cody puts himself over content. I knew it was going to be during the Cody match. So I'm like, oh, it's going to happen here. It's not going to happen at the Mox. Oh my God. By the way, I, I'm sorry. I got to bring it up again. So for everyone who listened to both episodes, I apologize, but I want to get Dip's thought on it. Why does AEW not, why does AEW not know how to do like a beat down schmoz type thing and have it feel impactful? It's not great at the beat down, the beat down schmoz type thing. Right. It feels no, like no. It, it feels like dead air, Jace. It feels like know, nothing's I happening. Know. It's like okay, are we stopping? Are you? Are you feel like they're about to go cut? Let's stop down here for five guys. I, I totally agree. It's so weird. It's the most basic wrestling thing, and they can't do it. When when Sting came out, the only the biggest problem besides the fact that he showed up and did nothing was that in the middle of the beatdown of Cody, I wasn't caring. I didn't care that Cody was being beat down. There was no, nothing was happening that made you think, oh, I wonder if someone's going to show up. I don't know why they can't get that part right. Yeah. Um, anyway, but. Uh, a lot. There's a lot to deal with here. A lot. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. And, um, you know, I, uh, I look, it, overall, it's a great week for fun talk about wrestling. Um, you know, I still have many boxes to unpack. <laughs> we're, we're excited for that. Everyone is. You know, I, I, got, a, I got a lot of uh, random, bizarre things to show you guys still. We can't, we can't wait. I still haven't even talked about the locker. The locker? <laughs> the bar mitzvah locker. The bar mitzvah locker? Yeah, I showed you the, the lock. The bar mitzvah oh, locker. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't show inside, right? No, there's tons of stuff inside too. Oh, we got. By the way, a big run in here. This is big. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blickety black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. Yo, I'm black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black as you're black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black as you're black and I'm black, y'all. We've never let the intro go this long. It's great. <laughs> yo, the people need the extended cut. SGG, a special appearance to uh, give this week's big black uh, Shad Gaspard yes. black power rankings. Yeah, in the number three. I want to congratulate the the Black Wrestling Podcast on their 200th episode. I was a I was a guest on it. It was a a three hour 200th episode spectacular featuring uh, myself and then two thirds of the Black Announce table. Um, I talk a little crazy about the Young Bucks on there, but it's okay. I, I heard, I saw, I saw <laughs> you're you're going one notch too far. Yeah, I talk a little crazy about the Young Bucks, the slander galore. Uh, it's a great episode, so everybody go check that out. And they're coming in at number three because I want to just congratulate them on. 200 yeah, shout, shout, shouts to them shouts to uh black wrestling in the number two 
I'm going to give it to the New Day, uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Um, going into Survivor Series, their record as a duo was uh, was low. It's it's abysmal. Um, it was two two and one. It got worse because they lost to the Street Profits, but they bounced back the Monday right after, uh, retained their tag titles in a match against the Hurt Business. And let's be honest, the the match with uh, Street Profits and Survivor Series was phenomenal as well. So they're coming in at number two just for an excellent performance over these past couple of weeks. And then coming in at number one. Here we go. I can't believe I'm going to say this. It, it's, it's a man who at one point was banned from the Black Power Rankings. I remember this time. And the number one is going to be R-Truth. Wow. Uh, at Survivor Series, he won the 24-7 championship. Well, by the way, he lost it first to the gobbledygooker. <laughs> he did lose it to the gobbledygooker. <laughs> he did. And then he, you were sitting right there when he lost it to the guy. I was right there. It was one of the great matches I've had the privilege of being up close and personal <laughs> next to. And I can't then, believe you met the gobbledygooker. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I, yeah, I talked no, to him. He's a legend. A legend. Is he a great guy? Oh, no. He's a great gooker. <laughs> <laughs> legend. And then he won it back for a record 45th time, making him the first person in WWE history to win 50 championships. Wow. Yep, he has a. Well, he's a he's a he's a tag champion. Yep. He's a U.S. champion, two-time U.S. champion, two-time hardcore champion, hardcore champion, and forty-five, twenty-four-seven. I I believe I'm I'm considering calling out our truth. He the man continuously interrupts my appearances on the kickoff show. You might be bad luck. He you might turn around and get. He might call you out. How often has he lost that title around you? That's a great point. I want to distract. I want to I, listen. At this point, I'm you could hoping. be the twenty four seven champion. Well, that's my point. I try to get a distraction on him. You know how I call it the roll up title. Yeah. All I need to do <laughs> exactly. is get one roll up. I just need one roll up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the history books, in the his- you don't I need already hear. I could if I win it, I could already hear Shivani in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need forty five reigns either. You just no, need I don't need forty five reigns. All I need is one overnight reign, so we can all dip. Dip and I have discussed this. We will kick in and pay for a private jet and we will go to Vegas. Yeah. One night with the title, Jew World Order in Vegas. I mean, Dip, where will we where will we go to dinner with the title that night, you think? We'll go back to SDK, probably. Yeah. Big STK <laughs> dinner. Bet. I want I, I want the uh the champagne with the I want sparklers galore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want I want to be blocking the sparks from my face. Oh, yeah. you're too close. You're too close. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to get the 24-7 title off our truth I'm going to think of a way I'm it, think of Listen, way. it's happened 44 times So it's not hard That's a great point So wait, that means there have been another 44 champions yeah. Or at least like 30 some Depending how many people have taken it from Yep. I saw a clip the other day I was watching an old Raw where Kurt Angle was talking to him when, And he's like, what's your name? And he's like, K-Quick Yo, he's, He looks <laughs> the basically same. the same and he's been there for 20 years. Yeah, he looks great. I got it. I, it's it's so crazy. He is an ageless dude. His and by the way, his physique is amazing stuff. Yeah, the guy yeah. must be on an insane workout regimen. Insane. I, Running I, around I with the 24 seven championship. Yeah, I don't is know. I 45. Is he 45 years old? Something like that. Yeah. Wow. He well, yeah he's been around as long as Cena, right? He looks great. And I think he's I, older than Cena. By the way, do you guys remember the old story about Cena and Killings getting into a fight? No. No. What? You've never heard that there was like an airport fight between John Cena and Ron Killing? No. And he's 48, by the way. 
48? Even older. Oh, my God. He's a great guy. Where should we stay in Vegas if we go? Should we wait? Should we drop like 10, 12 raccoons on, on the Bellagio? Uh, <laughs> on the Bellagio suite? SGG, I want you to know Dip is very excited because I taught him a new slang word this week. We know he gets very excited. And uh, you just heard it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, my, my heat, my heater bill. My heating bill this week, yeah. this month, yeah. I'm spending raccoons beyond belief on, on heat in this house. I think we, we get a suite and we drop minimum five, ten raccoons. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'm saving tons of raccoons because I'm not going <laughs> driving around and getting gas. So uh, the gas money, I'm saving so many raccoons on gas that I could pay for the heat in my house. No problem. Uh, Dip with the slang is hitting different this week. <laughs> oh my god! It's hitting like never before. It's hitting. <laughs> it's, it's hitting like never before. Oh. <sighs> All right, this has been fun, guys. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Dip, go listen to SGG's episode. SGG, go listen to Dip's I episode. Absolutely will. Take it easy, guys. Stay mad. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time. I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Wet Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.